0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Local Gems or Welcome to Local Gems if this is the first time you've ever heard it. We did a couple pilot episodes uh, in the summer of last year and then again, uh, again, I believe, in uh, early to mid-fall. Um, but this is it. This is really starting. Uh, this is the podcast. You can find it on Facebook uh, Live, on YouTube, uh, both on 321 Media's Facebook and YouTube. You can also find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. The point of this show is to put a spotlight on local businesses, local organizations, and local people who are uh, really special to their community. Uh, local Gems is the name. We are going to be uh, really uh, business-focused and uh, and and doing a lot of other things. But um, today, I wanted to start with... Someone that uh that I think really defines the uh the term local gem and I have since he was a since he was a child, since we were both children. Uh my good friend, the host of this week in Westerly, uh my good friend Mike Niemeyer. Hello, Mike. Hey Ben, how's it going? How, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I, I was a little surprised
1: you wanted to have me on uh for local gems same. But- I'm going to do my best. Uh, So according to the Mineralogical Society of America, uh, Westerly has in the Smith Quarry uh, three gemstones, apatite, beryl, and olivine, also known as peridot. Uh, Apatite, it sounds like I'm just saying apatite, but it's spelled A-P-A-T-I-T-E, is only occasionally used as a gemstone uh but what we're really noticed uh noteworthy for is in the Sullivan Quarry we have some of the largest feldspar crystals on earth. Uh so that's my segment. Uh, I'm so glad you had me on. Um it's been great talking to you.
0: Thank you so much Mike and uh we'll see you soon. All right, well that was the first episode. Get back on here. <laughs> Don't ever do that to me again. Um Oh, I I I uh you know sometimes I'll call Mike and he'll be like, you know, I was having, I was having sort of a down day, and then I remembered, um, this ancient, uh, this this ancient story about this other blah 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 blah. And I get fifteen minutes into a history lesson, and I'm like, Mike, I don't know what we're talking about anymore, man. I'm really glad it's helping you, but I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, so you are the you are the nerdiest uh, friend I have, and I mean that as a compliment. Um, but. If anyway, you
1: gotta, you gotta have something. And, uh, for me, it's, uh, random trivia facts.
0: Mm-hmm. So your, um, the beginning of the beginning of summer, 2021, when we were all freshly vaccinated, mm-hmm. uh, Allie and I came over and hung out with you and your beautiful wife, Sarah and, uh, and your two children. And we, um, And, and we told Sarah about, uh, animal crossing, which we had just gotten (laughs) and, (laughs) and, um, and then the next time we saw you guys, uh, Sarah had started playing animal crossing more than Mel had. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she loved it and she was becoming like very proficient in it and whatever. And, uh, you and I had this little aside, we were, uh, you have this beautiful garden, um, in your backyard Uh, with like a a nice fencing around it. And you and I were like leaning on the fence, having a chat as men, I assume do. Um, (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know if we would be the right two people to ask about that, but uh, we were having this chat and I was like, I'm really glad that like Sarah has this, uh, has this outlet uh, and and this fun little activity that she's picked up. Um, What have you been doing for fun? And you were like, well, Well, I recently um, I recently (laughs) I recently redesigned uh, sort of a a fantasy version of of what could possibly look like after the United Nations. What would a predecessor? What would a uh, not a predecessor? Yeah, a successor, a a successor. What would a successor to the United Nations look like? And then I I sort of drew up logos for it. And I and like it was the I think that you were talking about a language at one point. Um, like it, the most you might be the the single um nerdiest person I've ever met in my entire life.
1: It was it, I did I I developed a this was for like uh if if you're if you were to like write a fantasy kind of series um it's not it's not like an idealized version of the United Nations. I think the United Nations is doing find the way it is
0: yes 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 you're digging your yeah you're digging yourself into a deeper hole here but yes it was for a fantasy series uh
1: if it was it wasn't even when i was writing it was just sort but of like,
0: fantasy but <laughs> <laughs> yes you're, you're you're
1: it was it, i wasn't writing a fantasy series it was like what if someone were to write a fantasy series <laughs> what would this look like uh so it, it, you know, it was it was a good use no, but no, no, it wasn't a good no. use. It was, it was a use of, of my spare time and creativity to just kind of get some, uh, creative juices flowing.
0: Um, now that I've, now that I've given you the shine of showing all of your, all of your, uh, uh, geeky skeletons, uh, which by the way, I think are the most endearing things in the world. Like <laughs> okay. I love you so much, uh, because of these things. Um, and by the way, like just just FYI, for my entire life when I've gotten stressed out, uh, I have um, written down uh, uh, rosters for like professional football teams and professional wrestling companies and then like changed them around and come up with like years worth of storylines of how I think things would go in my head. So I don't like there's no, you know, fascinating, no judgment there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I had a big there was a big thing when I was a kid, like in my head, Tim Wakefield, Mm -hmm. uh, number 49 for the Red Sox, I believe. Yeah, it was 49 for the Red Sox was uh, the knuckleballer. He was going to he eventually became the closer. And that was a really good like little uh, series of time. But he was like my favorite pitcher. And in my mind, like he was going to be the star. Like he was the star and he was Mm going to like take after pedro martinez and then that's how they were going to win their first world series since 1918 like i had a whole i had a whole thing uh going on in my head i wasn't like oh i like to play baseball i was like i want to control all aspects (laughs) (laughs) of this story in my head um anyway i digress uh, this has been seven minutes about nothing. Um, Whoever's and, still with
1: us, uh, I promise we'll get to something eventually. Yes,
0: eventually, <laughs> eventually. So um, tell us a little bit about uh, This Week in Westerly, what it is, uh, when you started it, what 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 that's about.
1: Sure. Well, we started it in 2020. Um, it was uh, at a time when we really felt like we were going to be coming out of the pandemic. Um, we had a lot of optimism. And it felt like the community had fractured a lot um, between the election going on and the, and the coronavirus. There was, there was a lot of rancor in the community. And, and I wanted people to kind of be reintroduced to the wonders of Westerly as we were coming out of it. I wanted people to get to know their neighbors and, and, uh, and hear about all the cool stuff that happens here. Um, so uh, you and I got to talking Um, And we put together a show called This Week in Westerly, uh, where we interviewed all kinds of people uh, for for many months. I think the better part of a year, uh, we interviewed the police chief. We interviewed uh, the head of uh, the Chamber of Commerce. uh, We interviewed uh, Nancy Burns for Sorrow. That's one of my favorite interviews because um, I was able beforehand to track down her favorite childhood uh, uh, book character, Pippi Longstocking. And we got to hear her talk about that. Do you remember that? That was awesome.
0: Yeah, that was a great show.
1: But we got we got to talk to all kinds of cool people uh, around town. Um, and it's one of the proudest things uh, I've, I think I've ever done. Um, one of the things I'm most proud of. Uh, because we got a lot of folks who who, who watched and listened and, and enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed doing it. Um, which I think might lead, it might segue into the the point of why haven't we been doing it? Um, well, partly there's been more lockdowns, uh, more restrictions, but really for me, what it was, my, my daughter started getting sick again. Um, Maeve, uh, for a few months there, uh, was up to three seizures a day and um, and you know, our lives were pretty busy and I had to I had to cut down on the on some of the stuff i was doing um and uh i just didn't have didn't have the energy to recruit people and research them and go do the show uh every week on top of all the other kinds of new things i was trying and also taking care of my daughter and also trying to keep everyone together through um a, you know the winter the winter pandemic and the fall spike and everything so we uh we we lost this week in westerly for a little bit and uh i missed it a lot
0: well um it missed you as well my friend uh and um and how is Maeve doing now
1: she's great um she uh has has reached a new level of uh playing with her toys um anyone who remembers uh I talked a little bit about it. If you if you watched this week in Westerly, she, her disease, um, she isn't. She wasn't ever really supposed to be able to play with toys or get control of her arms or uh, they or have use of her eyes or or all kinds of crazy things, but she did. Um, and the first day that she played with her toys was one of the greatest days of my entire life. Uh, and she's reached a new level with it. She's now uh this is something they were like all right this is the next step you got to watch out for you got to try to train her for and we've been training her hoping and hoping hoping she'd make this breakthrough now she watches while she plays with the toys before it was too much input so she had to look away while she was playing now she can watch while she plays with the toys and it gives her a lot more like motion uh, control a lot more fine motor control um, now that she can coordinate uh what she's doing with her hands with what her eyes are seeing um, so she's doing a lot better on that. Her seizures are down. Uh, we're hoping to put her on a, on a, on a new program that they might get them down to as little as two a week. Um, but for now she's still having, she's still having one or two every day, but they're nowhere near as bad as they were, uh, a couple of months ago. Um, now when she has them, they're over in maybe a minute or two. Uh, whereas before they were lasting closer to like a half hour. Oh God. So, wow. uh, uh, I kind of, I kind of lost, what, what was the, que- what was the question?
0: How are you? I'm good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I'm uh, a minute, a minute or two is, is a lot better than a half hour and uh, and hopefully someday that'll get down to zero. Um. Yeah. But uh, she is, she is a little uh, miracle um, every day. And uh, you know, The fact that she's doing so many things still um, that never supposed to do, Uh, and you know, um, developing a more uh, use of playing with her toys and and more coordination with that um, when she was never supposed to do it in the first place uh, is 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 beautiful, and um, and I think that it you know it goes to show like the family is the most important thing. And, um, and, and health and, uh, and, and mental health and all of that stuff. So I'm really happy, um, that, uh, you as a, um, as a person who sets an example, uh, and leads by example in your community that you, um, took a step back from all of the things that you were doing to take care of your family when your family needed you. And, um, and, and I know that, uh, that one of the things that you sort of still, uh, was a big uh, proponent and, and champion of was, um, early intervention. And, uh, can you talk a little bit about what that is and the help that it needs right now in Rhode Island? Sure.
1: Early intervention, um, is a program that we have, um, where children under the age of three with developmental disabilities get help through the state, um, uh, physical therapy, speech therapy, um, whatever they need to uh, really jumpstart their development. And it's critical that you get in early, that early, those first few years are when the brain develops the most over the course of our entire lives. Um, if you can get in during those first three years with really good, really quality therapy, um, it changes the trajectory of a child's life forever. Um, and Maeve, uh, benefited from that. One of the, the big things, one of the big worries with her disease, listencephaly, is that the children very often, uh, can't swallow. Um, and with the speech, uh, therapy that she received, um, She's well on her way. Well, first of all, she's able to swallow. Uh, she didn't need a feeding tube, uh, and she's well on her way to uh, eventually eating solid foods. We've worked our way all the way up to chunky purees. Um, it's <laughs> it's quite a quite a milestone for her, um, and and a lot of it is because early intervention got involved within the first months of her life. It's a it's a state program. And I think it's one of the best possible things a government can do is to care for the most vulnerable. What what is, who is more vulnerable than, and and less responsible for their own condition than a child who was born with a disability? And what more could we do for them than set their life on an entirely different trajectory? It's just one of the most worthwhile things our state government does early intervention. Um, and you alluded there to the fact that it—it uh, has a little bit—it's in
0: a little bit of trouble.
1: Yeah, uh, unfortunately, um, it hasn't been properly funded uh, since it's basically since its creation. Um, it, uh, at least for the last 20 years or so, they functionally have had uh, no raise. Uh, they haven't had a raise that's kept up with inflation, uh, even during this period of low inflation uh, that we just. Uh, came through uh, the previous 20 years now we have high inflation but we had some of the lowest inflation in our country's history for 20 years and they still didn't keep up their pay raises with inflation which is functionally taking a pay cut yeah Uh, so they had a very hard time retaining staff people would come in get trained um, and uh, be gone uh, very quickly because they're, they're just it's you really have to be passionate and uh, you really have to just have the, the the heart of an angel to work in that program when you're going to be t- basically taking a pay cut every year for 20 years.. Mm-hmm. So they did not have a stable program in place. and because they were losing because they weren't able to replace staff uh, because who would want to work at a place where you take a pay cut every year for 20 years. Uh, they weren't able to train new staff they weren't able with the, when the pandemic hit to keep up with all the new children um, who were signing up for early intervention particularly then uh, because it became a lot harder um, to do the job at a basic level it had to be done some of it over the phone uh, they couldn't go to houses anymore the job got harder uh the the pay didn't still didn't go up um, and the number of children with disabilities was uh, at an all-time high. So you started having programs, um, like I, like there was one in Providence that would just plain shut down. Um, and then that would overwhelm the programs that didn't shut down, leading to the worries that they would potentially um, they would potentially shut down, it had the risk of creating a cascade effect. And the fact that this was a program my child depended on, uh, for her basic abilities to 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 just live, um, and it wasn't being properly attended to by the stewards of our state, it, it infuriated me. Um, it felt like they were really throwing children with disabilities under the bus, um, and that they had been doing it for decades. So um, what I did, I started to, to, you know, I don't know what you would call it, I guess a little campaign uh, to... Uh, to convince some of the leaders in our state to fund early intervention. Um, and this, even more so than this week in Westerly, I think this is one of the things I'm most proud of. We got the money. Um, we, uh, we wrote an op-ed in the Westerly Sun, and then we got in the Providence Journal. Um, we had a rally at the State House, and soon enough, People who had never talked about early intervention in their entire political careers were mentioning it in every single speech. Um, I, I don't want to name names because I don't want to shame people, but there were MP leaders at the State House, real power players, who I had begged in personal letters to do something about early intervention, never heard back, who all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Every speech they gave, oh, we're going to take care of early intervention. Oh, early intervention it's, its at the forefront. Uh, we changed minds and we changed the trajectory of this. Uh, and it, of course, it wasn't just me. There was a lot of people doing this all over the state. People, other parents with children with disabilities. Uh, there were um, the providers uh, who were advocating for themselves. Um, it was a big group effort all across the state to save this program. And we've got the first step. Uh, Eight million or so has been, um, well, three million has been approved through an emergency uh, uh, use of uh, disaster of uh, federal funds. Uh, the governor McKee approved, and now there's an additional five million that just got passed in the uh, Rhode Island Senate uh, that should go through um, and be part of a uh, that that came from the ARPA funds. Um, so between those two, we have about. million to keep the program afloat through the fiscal year. Um, It's been estimated that to keep the program afloat over the next 10 years will require about another $90 million. Um, Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Basically, they'd have to keep up spending levels that they've they've only just reached in an emergency capacity uh, for another 10 years or so before the program could stabilize. But I'm hoping... For the sake of these kids who, through no fault of their own, have been born into the most insanely tragic circumstances, and we have this beautiful program that takes care of them at the very moment when it matters the most, saving them all kinds of suffering over the course of potentially very long lives, uh, I'm hoping that we can get our political leaders together to maintain this focus on early intervention. I'm so glad... They've started paying attention to it. I hope they keep doing it.
0: Uh, I hope so too. And one thing that I think that you that that you said so well is that, um, you know, while you were a, 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 a major, 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 major voice, that cannot, I, I, I can't understate how major of a voice you were in this movement. Um, for this no one does it alone and and that's something that everybody should remember and when you want to see positive change it's not just you and it's not just one person and it's not just oh if this person would do this everything would be fine it's it's a lot of people coming together and it's about community right um It's about community and it's about communities, uh, standing up and doing what's right and making sure that's what, that what's right is done. Uh, so let's talk about this because I feel like it's a natural segue. Um, uh, you are running for state Senate in the Southern Rhode Island, uh, region. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about it. How's that going? What's, what's up? Why are you running?
1: Well, I wanted to run in part because I felt like um, when uh, when people in our area of the state had problems, we weren't really getting heard. This isn't uh, this isn't a part of st- part of the state that's traditionally paid attention to very much. Um, and when you have problems like uh, like when early intervention came up, um, or when uh, my uh, my family also had this issue with, uh, uh, do you remember when they gave out the stimulus checks? Um, And people who were married to immigrants couldn't get a stimulus check, even if they themselves were American citizens.
0: I do remember that. Yes. Uh,
1: There was all kinds of issues popping up where it just seemed like these politicians come from, um, you know, backgrounds where they don't really have to worry about these things. A lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them. And if someone who doesn't go through these kinds of experiences, doesn't run for office these problems are just going to keep happening again and again and again. And I looked at my daughter one day, um, my older daughter, Mel, and I was like, what kind of example am I setting for her if I just sit here and complain about it? If I just write letters to and uh, make phone calls to politicians, I got to run. I got to be a voice for change, not, you know, not for any uh, uh not not just because it's what's impacting my family, but because that's the right thing to do as a citizen if you don't feel like you're being heard. That's the whole point of having a citizen democracy is that if you don't like the way things are going, you run, and so I did
0: uh, so I mean we're we're probably not we're not going to get into a lot of uh. <sighs> Uh, um, the intricacies of the of the race, but uh, I I'm I'm excited to hear more about it and to um uh maybe do as a matter of fact um I would love to to uh host a uh, who is the who is the person you're running against again? I'm running against Senator Algier. Senator Algier, mm-hmm. um, I think. Uh I, I would I would love to um have a conversation with Senator Algier as well. Yeah. Uh because um you know I like not a debate, mm-hmm. not a debate, but a conversation. I would love t- to see, like maybe for the first time in a really long time in American politics, <laughs> I would love to see two sides have a public conversation that is not a debate, mm-hmm. but um, where people can ask questions and they can both give answers and they're not at each other's throats, but they're uh, trying to figure out what is best for their community.
1: I think we have a really good chance of that happening because from what I i haven't had a chance to meet him personally, but from what I've heard, he's a really nice guy. Um, I disagree yeah. with him about like, you know, I disagree with him about virtually everything in terms of <laughs> politics, but he's a really nice man. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think we had a, we have a pretty good chance of, uh, of sitting down and having a civil conversation about what we can do about some of the, uh, some of the madness that kind of seems to have taken hold of our politics and the dysfunction that's going on in our state.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I, I think that that would be a fun, I, I, I would, I would encourage that conversation, uh, between, between you and, um, and, uh, and your political opponent, uh, Senator Algier. Um, I think that that would be fun, uh, and, and helpful for everyone. Um, again, you know, not like politics aside, like the the political, that there, I hate political agendas. Like I hate the, the thing of political agendas. Like, um, I, I would love to see, uh, because, because when you look at it and, and you're talking about things like early intervention and you're talking about things like, um like covid relief and uh and the 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 world that we're in right now there are so many problems that need answers and the only way that you make answers is that that you arrive to answers and that you arrive to action Mm -hmm. is through communication so yeah uh i mean i if you're if you're interested in that uh i would love to i would love to um i would love to invite uh I don't want to be like a mediator or anything on it uh but I would love to uh I would love to facilitate that happening publicly if if that's something that you're interested in Yeah definitely uh I think that that would be very interesting
1: I think it would also get to like um it would get to a, a problem that that we have in American politics right now where there's so much acrimony and there's so much hate and there's so much vilification um it, and those aren't just—it's not just like a, a style issue. It's becoming a real policy issue because we can't get anything done. Uh, everyone, everyone acts like the other side is some demons sent to sent to ruin their lives, and they're afraid if the other side wins, then uh, everything's gonna—it's gonna be the end of America as we know it. Um, um, you know, a cry that's been heralded since the dawn of America itself in every election, but it's gotten so much worse lately. And I think it would it would do a lot of good if if we could just sit down, and just have a nice a nice chat about the problems we're facing, just as two people talking about them.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, and, and again, I think it's it's a very these these types of forums like this. Obviously, like I've been the uh, communications facilitator when it comes to the technology aspect of things for um, like small business town halls with the Lieutenant governor and community conversations with the governor uh, for a couple of years now. And wow, that's, that's actually <laughs> weird. That it's been a couple years. years. Um, and uh, what's that?
1: You do a great job.
0: Thank you so much. And, um, and, you know, I think that the, the ability to have, um, to borrow the phrase, I know it's not an original one, but the community conversation where people, the town hall aspect where people can, because politics is not about a person, it's not a like leaders are representatives of of people, so the you know the people in charge are no more um, important than than the people that they serve, and uh, and I think that that's that's really important. Um all right getting off of politics cuz i hate talking about it. Uh but but in the realm of um of what we were talking about with early intervention uh you are going to be joining us uh to say to say a few words about early intervention um and uh and and your family's story for our um big fundraiser that we're doing for 321 uh February 5th the Rock the House, Rock the House first annual Rock the House live stream telethon to benefit Ronald McDonald House Charities New England. Um, it is February fifth from two p.m. to ten p.m. It is a live stream telethon. It will be a concert. We will have live music. We will have all sorts of guests, comedians, trivia games. Um, a I believe that there is going to be a a a, a video game duel. At some point during that, uh, two very fierce rivals uh, <laughs> are in a Mario Kart blood feud. Who who are these people? And, and I think that we're gonna settle it. So it's okay. So it's so it's uh one of the hosts of the telethon, um, mm-hmm. Brooks O'Brien, Brian Saviano, mm-hmm. who is like this world-renowned uh, video game uh, and content creator. Mm-hmm. Right, this world renowned guy, uh, oh, yeah. Brix O'Brien, fantastic, huge following, great content creator from Boston. Right, uh, Ronald McDonald House, uh, New England is uh, the Boston Ronald McDonald House and the um Providence Ronald McDonald House. So, I'm hosting the show and he's hosting the show. We're bringing Rhode Island and, and Massachusetts together uh, for, for, for this event. Um, but for about a year now about a year now on uh, on some of his live streams on Twitch there's been a bunch of trash talk when it comes to Mario Kart <laughs> family friendly trash talk between him and our and our good buddy Dave oh. and most of the time Brian wins but occasionally Dave has beat him and I'm telling you like they are they are like at each other's necks now they're at each other's throats <laughs> It is a, you think you and, you think you and, uh, and Dennis Algier have our, our button heads. It's nothing. It really uh, I know. I know. It's nothing. It's nothing compared to, uh, compared to this. It's the, it's the Hamilton and Burr of Mario Kart, if you oh my will. Gosh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So we will see a Mario Kart uh, duel um as well. I don't know why I'm hyping that up so much. But uh but that will be one of the things. Also Pat is going to run a marathon live on screen. What
1: what kind of marathon?
0: Uh he's going to run it. so he's running the Boston Marathon for Ronald McDonald House. Oh. Um at which is the which is the catalyst for this entire uh thing. Mm-hmm. Um we're raising money uh on behalf of Ronald McDonald House. Um to help the families uh, of of uh, children who are in Hasbro and and Boston Children's Hospital and um, every all of the wonderful many things that Ronald McDonald House Charities do, yeah. uh, so we are helping uh, raise money for them to help those families in need. One hundred percent of the donations go towards, not towards, go directly to Ronald McDonald House for those families. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful, wonderful situation. Uh, cool. Hat. Pat, whose family uh, stayed in the Ronald McDonald house for 90 days mm-hmm. um, in 2014, they were actually there through Christmas uh, when, um, when his son PJ was born uh, several months premature. Um, yeah, so they, so they stayed at Ronald McDonald house for 90 days and, uh, wow. and now he's running the Boston Marathon for them. PJ, by the way, is seven years old. He's doing wonderful. Nice. Um, yeah, he's, he's fantastic. He might be eight now. Is that how time works? No, he's seven. Um, he's seven. He'll be eight next year. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, it's 2022 now. Um, so anyway, yeah, that he is going to be as part of his training. Um, well, what we were going to do is that, cause it's an eight hour live stream and it will probably take about eight hours to run, From the Boston uh, Ronald McDonald House all the way to the Providence Ronald McDonald House, it's like 55 miles. Um, And uh, and we decided uh, that that's probably not the smartest thing to do um, in February. Uh, All right, wise choice. Wise choice. So so instead so instead he's going to um, in the studio. Uh, on his treadmill uh while we're doing this he's going to run a marathon on so brian and i will be hosting and and like we'll have all of the musical guests and stuff and uh and we'll keep checking back in with pat on the treadmill (laughs) uh (laughs) running a marathon for three hours (laughs) um going as fast as he going as fast as he can probably a little bit more than three hours um and uh and that'll be fun. So it'll just be like a thing that we keep checking back in on is like how's pat how's pat doing at the end of this. And then I mean like we're not ending that cuz we don't know how long it's going to take him. Okay. To to run the marathon on the treadmill. Well, no. So like so like he's going to start it a little bit earlier in the live stream, right? Cuz oh, like okay. we don't want to go off air without him finishing the marathon. So he's going to start it earlier, but then he has to like, he has to keep up the energy afterwards for the rest of the live stream. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to watch at least for that. Uh, I know, right?
1: If it wasn't, even if it wasn't for a good cause, if this was for a terrible cause, I'd still be tuning in. Uh, Yeah,
0: it should be. It should be interesting to watch somebody run a marathon and like try to be entertaining on screen. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. (laughs) I'm um,
1: very excited.
0: It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have a ton of giveaways and stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be great. But you're gonna join us, um, and you're gonna talk a little bit about intervention and the wonderful things uh that um that uh these care providers do and and the the hospitals and um mm-hmm. and everything that uh, that that these families that are at Ronald McDonald House, New England, uh desperately need. I didn't like, I didn't stay in
1: the house, but I, I did yes absolutely um, i maybe, maybe i'll save it for the the thing but i i did benefit uh from their um their kindness while Mave was in uh while maeve was in hasbro um they're a really great organization
0: absolutely um and this week in westerly we'll be back uh i believe this saturday if not it'll be back next saturday i'm i'm very excited about all of that me too um Final thoughts, how can people get involved if they if they've liked the cut of your jib during this conversation and they've stuck with us through the first seven minutes of uh, creating languages and fantasy <laughs> fantasy, you, fantasy world sure. organizations and baseball teams, what uh, uh, what else? If you've somehow made it
1: this far uh, and you like you like what you've heard, um, go to my website, niemeyer four RI org um i hopefully we can get that on the bottom of the screen because my last name is notoriously you will
0: it's so. not going to be on the bottom of the screen but if because this is also an audio show okay. but if you are um if Nemar 4 ri the link is in the description of this episode wherever you're watching or listening to this you can just click the link in the description
1: so go there send me an email and i will um I will uh, get in contact with you. We'll figure out the best way to get involved in the community, uh, based on the kinds of things you're interested in, um, and maybe you can get me interested in them too. Uh, I'd love to. I'd love to get involved in more, um, more stuff that other people are passionate about too. Um, so go ahead. Go to that website. Send me an email. Um, I don't. Uh, maybe this is a weird plug, but it was designed. By a, uh, a Westerly native, ja- Jacqueline Smith. She did a great job. Uh, it's, a, it's a great website, Westerly made.
0: Not a Westerly native. She's not? No. Lives, oh, in, Westerly, what lives in Westerly. Not a Westerly native from Connecticut. All
1: right. Well, you win uh, some, you lose
0: some. However, uh, ancestors from Westerly. I thought that. I thought so. Yeah. No ancestors from Westerly. Yeah. Okay, deep Westerly roots, anyway. But anyway, very, go to my website. Yeah, very deep Westerly roots. Who cares? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Great plug for Jackie. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, absolutely. So so check that out. niemeyer 4 ri Right.
1: niemeyer 4 riorg
0: Yes. Uh, check that out, and uh, and we will talk to you soon. We will see you on This Week in Westerly, which is part of uh, the uh, newly launched, new-to-be-launched with, uh, with This Week in Westerly, um, 321RI, uh, which will be sort of our hub for all things local. Uh, 321RI, because we want to make sure that um, we give back a lot to our communities because our communities have given a lot to us. So thank you. And thank you for being uh, sort of the flagship of three, two, one RI. Thanks
1: for having me. I I can't believe how lucky I am to know someone like you.
0: Oh man. Right back at you, dude. That's, (laughs) that's too nice of a compliment. I won't, I won't accept it. All right. Well,
1: you get out of here then.
0: All right. Yeah. Go, go spend time with your family. I love you, buddy.
1: All right. Love you too. You take care.
0: All right. Good night. I say good night. I realize that this show is airing at seven, o'clock, uh, eight o'clock in the morning. If you're actually watching it live, dude, but it's, you know, it's pre-recorded. Um, I don't need to tell you that you're aware. This is a podcast. It's pre-recorded, but um, thank you, Mike. Uh, wonderful, wonderful human being. And um, when you've got friends like that, what else do you need? honestly. And, um, and everybody can have a friend like that. I mean, that man, when is the last time I, when is the last time that you heard a politician say, uh, go to, and he's not a politician. He's running for state Senate. He's not a politician. Uh, when, when is the last time that you've heard somebody running for office say, go to my website and not donate, don't donate, uh, That's not what he said. I'm sure he would love it, but go to my website, send me an email and we'll figure out how to get you involved in the community in ways that you would enjoy. And maybe you can tell me about some new things that I would enjoy of different ways to get involved in the community. What is that? What is that? He wants to help you and you help him. That's what, who is this person why is he so genuine? I don't know, but he genuinely is. He's not, I get a lot of like, I get a lot of love for being a genuine, nice guy. And I am like a terrible human being compared to Mike Niemeyer. It's just insane how wonderful of a person this guy is. So uh, please, um, please check that out. Please send him an email. I'll put his email address as well uh, down in the doobly doo um and uh yeah just a wonderful wonderful human being and please uh if you know if you know people and i'm sure that you do who have been affected um and helped out by the program of early intervention uh please find a way to get involved with that and make sure that it is able to be funded um it's you know w- we did a good thing for 2022 but we need to make sure that it's available in 2032 um, and for that matter, in 2042, and 2052, and 2062, because kids are always going to be born with different sets of challenges, and families are always going to face different sets of challenges, and it is our responsibility and our duty as neighbors, and community members, and friends, and family. Of those people to make sure that they know that they're not alone and to give every child a fighting chance because you know when you hear stories like mike whose daughter was never supposed to play with toys and and now she's looking at them and playing with them and and that was that wasn't that was not supposed to happen and yeah things are still hard but there's so much improvement and there's so much strength in that and you look at a story like Pat and Pat's family and his son who was born so premature and they were scared i remember going to Pat's house and taking care of stuff for his business in 2014 so that he could rush back up. He only could come home for an hour to get stuff and then rush back up to the Ronald McDonald House to be with his wife and to be with his newborn son who was fighting. These people need our help. Early intervention needs our help. Places like the Ronald McDonald House need our help. So, I don't care who you vote for. I don't care about any of that stuff. But if you can send my friend Mike an email and ask what you can do to help, that would mean a lot to me. And if you can spare a dollar to help families in need at the Ronald McDonald House in Boston and in Providence. That would mean the world to me as well. This is local gems, and we're going to be talking to people and businesses who are doing very special things in their communities. And there is there is no better gem than Mike Niemeyer and Patrick Wiley for that matter. And their kids. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, I love you all. Good night. <music>